Radio. You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome to Pet Talk Naturally, the place where your animal friends and nature come together to find health, happiness, and harmony with all the natural things the earth has to offer. Your hosts, Dr. Kim Bloomer and Dr. Jeannie Thomason, each week will lead you through the practice of taking care of your pets with all the wonderful natural elements that nature provides. So, get ready to learn about natural nutrition, preventative pet health, and more with your hosts, Dr. Kim and Dr. Jeannie. Well, hello, I'm Kim Bloomer. I'm one of your hosts. And I'm Jeannie Thomason, your other host. And today's show, we are going to be speaking with Lisa Ross Williams and Kenny Williams. We're going to be talking horses with Talking Horse Ranch. <laughs> One of our favorite subjects, right, Jeannie? Mm-hmm. <laughs> the whole horses, horses, horses. And, of course, we've been reading a bunch of horse books lately, so that just adds to it. I think right. I'm dreaming about them again like <laughs> I did as a kid. But we have a lot of information to share about you because Lisa and Kenny were some of our very first guests, and they shared a dream with us back then. And, wow, we get to to talk about that dream coming to fruition yeah, today. So, so it is exciting. I'm really happy to have, I'm always excited to have them back because um, they're great educators as well and I think it's real important for everyone to learn how to care for animals according to their nature. And horses are, the more I learn about them, Jeannie, the more I see how wrong we have been with them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, know so... Well, before we hear from them, we're going to hear just a little short promo, and then we'll be back to talk with our wonderful guests. So we'll be right back. Don't go away. Time to take a walk down the path to happier and healthier pets. And while we're doing that, you get to listen to a few words from our sponsors. Naturally, Pet Talk Naturally we will be right back. Welcome to Pet Planet. Here's a copy of Pet Planet Magazine, Florida's most informative and fun pet resource magazine. It features heartwarming stories and informative articles from local and national pet experts. Excellent. Pet Planet Magazine offers Operation Planet Rescue, helping rescued pets find new homes. And it's available at 500 locations in South and Central Florida and 24-7 on the Internet at PetPlanetMagazine.com. If you're out and about with your pet, you may be featured in Paparazzi, Candid Pictures of You and Your Pet. For up-to-date pet-friendly events, activities, and pet-related services and products, Pet Planet Magazine is your final destination. I shall take this magazine home with me. Back to your home planet? No, to my condo in Boca. Pet Planet Magazine. Check them out at www.petplanetmagazine.com or 352-394-8578. It's out of this world. Stop what you're doing and start horsing around. Every week on Pet Life Radio, horse expert and award-winning rider Audrey Pavia will be trotting out great tips on feeding, breeding, and more on everything equestrian. So set a spell and say hey to Audrey and get ready for a darn tootin' gallopin' good time. Every week on Horsin' Around, on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. We're back, but our nature walk has just begun. Now, back to Pet Talk Naturally with your hosts, Dr. Kim and Dr. Jeannie. 
Well, as we said, we're going to be speaking today with Lisa Ross Williams and Kenny Williams, and um, we consider them the natural horse care experts. Um, Kenny is a barefoot expert. Lisa is a nutrition expert. And, of course, they have a whole lot of credentials and a lot of experience uh, working with horses. And today we're going to be talking about the dream that they shared with us back in, I think it was 2006. It didn't take long for you guys to get this dream to a reality, did it? <laughs> well, you Kenny, know, actually... Oh, I'm sorry. Go, go ahead. ahead, Lisa. Go ahead, Lisa. Actually, we've been dreaming this, but it seems like forever and ever. But, yes, it finally, finally came to fruitation with uh, Talking Horse Ranch up here in Cornville, Arizona. And uh, we certainly could not have dreamed a better location for this, um, even if we could have just drawn it up ourselves. So, um, Kenny, do you want to tell them a little bit about the ranch? Sure. Well, hi, guys, first of all. How are you? Hi, Kenny. We are doing great, Kenny. Thank you. And it's a pleasure to have you guys back with us, as always. Oh, absolutely. You guys are doing great things. Yeah, the ranch is uh, um, its really interesting. Um, it's in a little town called Cornville, Arizona, and most people, even in Arizona, when you say Cornville, they don't know where it is. Which mm, is I don't, and I live right next door in New Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, one of our, uh, one of our dreams, or, or one of the things that we really wanted is, you know, we wanted to be around water, and um, in Arizona, that's kind of hard to do. Mm-hmm. And this is just south of Sedona, and the creek runs actually along the back side of the property. And um, we have irrigation for the horses, so we have pasture. Um, mm. We have Oak Creek that's right down at the end of the property. We're kind of dropped down into a little valley, so, you know, the house, you know, the main house and everything isn't really visible from the road. Um, and everybody can, you know, check out the, the ranch and everything on the website, which is naturalhorsetalk.com, and it shows pictures of the ranch. And we have a library, and we have guest quarters, and um, it was just... You have a hot tub. <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> yep, and I'm still in the process um, of getting a lot of this stuff back up and running because the house was pretty much deserted for a number of years. So um, oh, really? I it's been a lot of that. work, but we just love it. Kenny, I can't imagine that because as I looked at those pictures, that you have really beautiful pictures on your website. And again, that's naturalhorsetalk.com, and you can click to a whole section on the blog, on the website that takes you to there, all the photos of the ranch. And it is just beautiful and mm-hmm. idyllic. And I think for the horses, um, they're probably so excited to just have grass, aren't they? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, Lisa kept telling them for years that grass actually grows from the ground, and, and, and they just didn't believe us. <laughs> they didn't believe us. Yeah. <laughs> they, uh, so they guys, must be in heaven. <laughs> has yeah. your herd expanded? Because I know you have six horses, and you have a great big one, and then a little one, Cooper, and your big one's Elvis. But you have six, and I noticed that you have a donkey now also. Yes, we uh, added a new addition. Of course, we didn't plan it, but hmm. got, a call, got a call from a local who says, oh, there's a young donkey who needs help, and, and he's about a year and a half old, and we named him Simon. And, uh, boy, he is the ranch ambassador. He is more like a dog than a a donkey. (laughs) And he uh, has learned to run very fast with the quarter horse. Oh, how wonderful. So we say that he is the fastest donkey in the world. But he he certainly is the the greeter for all of the students who come here to the educational center. Um, And I think that shows that on your website with the photos. I noticed that he was kind of front and center in, in the mix of as you guys are showing a photo of you teaching there. Yes, he, I know yes, Simon he, was right there. And it's, you know, he's really great for those who may um, come here for a non-horse-related 
uh, clinic. We have like equine assisted enlightenment to help people through their fears. Mm-hmm. And he's just such a good old boy that, you know, there's just no fear. People right. are not afraid of him at all. So he, he is a gentle, gentle little man. So we're Aww. very excited to have him. That's well, share the vision of what this ranch was, because two years ago you told us that you wanted to have this um, rehab center for horses, you know, natural horse rehabilitation, and also an educational center for their humans to, to come and learn about the nature of a horse. And is that how you see it evolving? Well, it's certainly... Um I think first and foremost, it is an educational center where we either put on clinics ourselves or we have various uh, holistic type um, clinicians come in for various activities. And we've got some, uh, maybe toward the end, we can talk a little bit about some of the events that we have scheduled. But yes, we wanted a place where, where the students could come and just totally immerse themselves. So they stay here on the property, we take care of their food. Um, it's a very relaxing retreat as well, so they can sit in the spa after a hard day or we have a massage therapist who comes here and can give massages. Or they can just, you know, go down to the creek and take a nap in one of the hammocks because your mind gets tired from all that learning, having, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. all the education going on during the day. But we, again, really wanted it to be a, a healing retreat as well. So come here and well, learn. Lisa, and do you take... guys do do you do mostly ground training with the horses? You know, as you're teaching, or is there some you know riding and so forth going on? Well, we do touch on the horsemanship, but because we're uh, take a holistic approach, um, mm-hmm. we like to teach people about the whole horse. So they will, when they come here for a three day clinic, they learn about nutrition, they learn about hoof care, they learn about horsemanship. So that when they go home, they have a kind of a rounded education that pertains to the whole horse. Because as you guys know, it's all connected with these animals. Mm-hmm. And, and just hitting on one aspect really doesn't do the whole no. horse justice. Right. It doesn't. And I, and I, the more I've been learning about horses, because you know, Lisa, I'm one of those people that dreamed as a child. I mean, that was... It's still my dream. I mean, I still get very emotional about horses. There's just something about these animals that just, boy, they just, they're, they're amazing. I don't, even, I don't even have the words for it. And as I read about them, the more I understand how, how things have been done so, I just, I don't, I, I'm frustrated with how they've been, how, how things have been done with them. And I'm really glad that you guys are out there sharing. The, the way I feel is the right way to interact with these animals because they're amazingly intelligent and beautiful beings and I just don't think that we've given them their just due and I think it's time. Well, I, I And think I think right you about... two could concur. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, Kenny may um, pipe in here a little bit um, more about the, the, the spiritual side and um, mm-hmm. using good intent um, with these animals too. Kenny? Sure thing, Lisa. Um, yeah, it's you know, and, and Lisa kind of hit on it just a little bit. We did a, we did for the first time. We did what we call um, equine enlightenment, and um, you know, there's there's some other stuff going on around out there. It's called you know equine awareness and different things. But our approach on it was kind of unique in the fact that we didn't have people, you know say, this is the thing I need to work on. This is my fear. Um, mm-hmm. What we did was is we allowed them to, as they met you know, the horses, to let whatever it was that needed to come up, come up. And, and you, know, you kind of hit about it when you were saying that you couldn't quite put it into words on what the horse uh-huh. was. Mm-hmm. And 
if, if people would think about the size of a horse and, and how big they are, if you take that on a level of, um, how do I want to say, um, on an energetic level of sensitivity, their sensitivity is as big as their physical body. So if you compare Maybe that to the person... Maybe that's why I couldn't touch on it, Kenny. That's probably why, because I, I, I actually sense that as you say that. That's true. And, and a, a really good way to a good way to think about that too is that you know a horse can flick a fly off any part, any part of his body. Now we can't do that. We, right. we know no. it's there, but we've got to use our hands or some other means in order to to get rid of that. True. A horse can do that from any part of their body. Now, if you take that and you put it into on the um, spiritual or the energetic level of what a horse is. It's, it kind of gives you a sense of exactly how sensitive they are. And I think mm-hmm. a lot of people, out of fear of their size, don't see them that way. They see them as something that they have to manhandle or they have to make mm. do something. Right. But horses are extremely intelligent, and their level of sensitivity is so much greater than ours. And I think that's where people kind of, you know, they forget or they don't realize you know, or just because the of their boat size. Altogether. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've, they've missed the boat. Well, you guys um, have this, but you also have your own radio show, If Your Horse Could Talk, don't you? And I mean, that is just, we do horse shows here, or shows focused on horses, but I think if people really, really want to take it up a notch and to the next level and to learn all the, from feeding and nutrition, and I mean, Lisa, you guys really, really go into detail over there, and I think people could um, learn a whole lot from your show. So would you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. Well, the If Your Horse Could Talk show debuted back in 2001, actually, um, and we started live on the radio, but then decided that we wanted to go to more of an Internet-based format so, so it's more Uh-oh. available to people. And um, we've actually taken a hiatus as we've gotten the ranch ready, and it's taken a lot of our time. Um, and we and we hope to be able to get back on track here in about a month or so. We've gotten some new audio equipment. But really what the focus is is to um, do what you guys are doing, essentially bring on the experts in various um, equine modalities to educate the listeners. And um, it's very exciting. I actually miss doing it very much, so we've got mm-hmm. to get it get it up and running. But even for those, uh, you know, we've got about 140 archive shows on the website, and we kept it free. You know, we want this information to be available to everyone. And so people can go to the website, naturalhorsetalk.com, go to the If Your Horse Could Talk show, and then just click on any of the 140 shows that we've got archived there and learn anything they want about horses. And I mean anything. <laughs> There's a lot to learn there. And I mean, you guys have, it's really, it's really, uh, Lisa, you're a great educator, and, and Kenny, you are also. And I think that it's real important for people to learn those basics. I mean, you go right, what's really important to Genie, it's a passion of ours, is, is teaching about nutrition. Right. And um, you really kind of, it's like if it, you know our show's motto is learn to unlearn, and you really got to learn to unlearn when it comes to how you feed horses um, traditionally versus how it w- would be done from a whole horse approach, don't you? Oh, absolutely. You know, people get into that that normal. You know, well, my my dad's always done this, and this is the way we do it. And and um, although there has been quite a bit of enlightenment, again, looking at really what's natural with these animals and. Um, you know, trying to feed them more of the natural sources, allow them to eat 
on a frequent basis. Mm-hmm. And really, the changes are very easy. It's just getting through um, and, like you said, past that very conventional way of thinking. But once people start to open up, the whole world opens up to them. Well, it's kind of like, and we can run that down just real quickly, Lisa. It's, you know, they have a long neck for a reason, ground, ground level feeding. You know, we're the ones that need to, for some reason, eat up <laughs> because of the way we're an anatomically built. And we have a tendency, I think, in the human world to want to always anthropomorphize things right. for our animals. Well, if that's comfortable for us, gosh, we're comfortable in a cozy, tight den. Therefore, our, animal, our horses must be rather than free roaming as a herd. You know, and all of those, those things from, you know, shoes on to putting shoes on them versus barefoot. The whole dynamic there for a horse. And so a lot of it's very contrary to their nature. What's interesting to me is how much horses have allowed us to have our way. Right. <laughs> Yes, which is, you know, it's actually kind of sad um, in a way. It's very because, sad. You know, they are still, you know, as people call them, beasts of burden. Mm-hmm. And they just, you know, they do want to cooperate. And right. so it's, you know, they just kind of, this is the way it is. And now, of course, my horses, who have never been kept conventionally, I think would, would really throw a fit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they'd go along very very well at all if I decided to uh, change to the conventional approach. But Right. I love how you guys are just out there with them and interacting with them and moving with them. And, and of course, movement for horses is probably one of the most vital things. I mean, moving as they're eating, moving movement is how they communicate. And they're constantly communicating. And I just think that that the more I learn about them, the more fascinated I am with them. And as I've learned from you, from you guys, from reading your site and listening to your shows and, and other books that we've been reading, Lisa and Kenny, um, it goes all the way back. And Lisa, I know you said the same thing on your on your on your site that it goes back to the, exactly how I interacted with horses as a child. It was very basic, and it was it was all very very natural. And somewhere along the line. Um, you get told to do it a certain mm-hmm. way. And if you go back to your instincts as a child, it'll be probably pretty right on. <laughs> you're, yeah. you're right on with that. And Kenny's very lucky because he actually was not brought up with horses at all. So he didn't have any preconceived. And so, Kenny, it was pretty easy for you to, to move right into the natural, wasn't it? Well, it was, and, and obviously helping you along, because, of course, Rebel was first, you know, and that was Lisa's horse. Mm-hmm. And he's our, he's the white he's our one, main, by the way, our the main character. Yeah, he's the white Polish Arab. And, um, you know, he's the one that, that basically, when we got him, Lisa was going to just, you know, go about it and do the normal stuff. And, and he put his foot down, and he said, nope, it's not going to happen. You know, and he was the catalyst to all of this. Mm-hmm. And I can remember when we first got him, I was afraid to go in and scoop the poop out of the stall. Because hmm. um, he was pretty aggressive, wasn't he? Like, well, wasn't it he wasn't that he was, uh, you know, so aggressive. It was just that, uh, um, you know, he was aggressive to a certain extent. But as I look back at it now, it was he was kind of just, you know, testing us, you know, kind of mm. pushing our buttons because they don't want to be, mm-hmm. you know, overly aggressive. Right. But um, to to not have had all of that knowledge that I had to unlearn. When everything just made sense, you know, it mm-hmm. just, you know, and you, you kind of hit on it as far as being a kid and, and it's just that natural sense of a way to do something and the interaction that kids have with horses. Um, when we did that equine enlightenment, Elvis, which is our 18 and a half hand Percheron that is well over 2,000 pounds, was paired up with a nine-year-old kid. 
And Elvis was the most gentle, loving, just very, very careful. And there's a picture with this, um, and I don't know, hon, if we have that on the website. But yeah, it's on there under event photos. You you can see the size of Elvis's head is like half the size of this kid's body. Right. <laughs> and it's yeah. just so amazing because, you know, there was no there was no preconceived way of, of how to handle a horse or how to deal with them. And, and everything that that did that kid did was was right on the money as far as you know being around them and it? it's just natural and if people just get back to the you know the natural and try to <clears throat> excuse me try to just go from their instinct like you were saying I, you know and it, that that for me was something it, a lot of things that I've heard oh you should never do that <laughs> you guys mm-hmm. would be um, happy to know I I always did <laughs> those are things I just did I just had absolutely no never had any fear of horses you know, just step right into a strange horse you know and go up and and it was just funny because they've always uh, I when I was in Sweden I um, we were staying in this um, farmhouse in the country and there was a big castle across the street really kind of interesting horses out there in the pasture and I just walked up to the fence and they walked up to me and talked to me you know and it was just kind of I've always just it was there was nothing in me that ever said you should never do this x y and z it just didn't occur to me and I'm glad that I didn't know those things to be afraid of before you know uh, I, I as I've been reading and learning I think oh I didn't know I was supposed to be afraid of that I'm glad to know that <laughs> I, I would like to like to add something in there you know, it is it is important for people to realize that some horses, because of the situations they've been put in, they've had mm-hmm. to they've had to kind of fight for their to try to keep something there. True. And yep. and that I wouldn't I wouldn't just tell somebody walk up to a strange horse and just you know no. you know just just have no fear. I mean, it it, it boils back into common sense. Sure. If you can yeah. sense that there's something wrong, take mm-hmm. your time and and go at it slowly. You know, because you're right, Ken, you're absolutely right. Yeah. Well, I think and, you guys, I, um, you guys are reading Melanie Bowles's books, the mm-hmm. horses. Oh God, Footprint, oh, and you yeah. read in there some of the horrible, horrible lives that some horses <sighs> yeah. have had, oh. and you know they're not unlike humans. When we have trauma and crises and horrible things that happen in our life, we do carry baggage for a while. Sure. You know, you, you and, know and, and I think that it stays with you too, to some degree. Least I mean, these horses heal and they're wonderful, and um, but some of them, you know, there's always yeah, and forgiving, but there's always some there. And I'm I'm horrified, but what I by what I've been reading, by the way, and uh, just can't even fathom it for myself. And it and it's not the first time I've read it in a book. I've read it in other people's books who've shared with us, and it it frustrates me because um, these animals are just their gift, and it. It bothers me a lot. So I'm glad there are people like Melanie and you guys out there doing this kind of mm-hmm. work that I think is very important. Extremely important. And very important that you're sharing that. Lisa, you also, I understand that you guys are now putting a lot of uh, the work that you're doing onto DVDs, right? Well, we've kind of actually put that aside um, because of the the book deal. Um, oh, you know. the book deal, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so you know, we we do hope once the you know the book is is up and running that we end that DVD, and that will be a. It's more going to be a, an interactive DVD, 
Um, really about natural horse care, something that people can do step by step and and uh, somewhat like a correspondence course. So yes, oh, we're very excited great. about that. Yes. But boy, with everything we got on our plate, we said we're just going to put that aside <laughs> and and hopefully once people uh, the book is published and out there, that will give them a great introduction and then hopefully at that point, then they say, boy, I want to learn more, and that's where the DVD will there come in. There you go. Yeah. Oh, that is so great. And that it's a nice it's nice to have that follow up with something visual that they can see because mm-hmm. again, horses are so physical. So physical animals that it really helps I think to see how you how you do it um, visually and so they can take something away tangible to to utilize uh, Lisa tell us about your book because you have a book coming out and um, this is exciting too because I'm sure it's going to be well I know it's going to be one of those staples on our shelves <laughs> well it's, it's exciting you know I've been writing this book for eight years and you know it just was never the right time to send it off to a publisher and finally last fall before we made the move here I said I'm going to I'm going to wrap this up. I can't just keep adding to it. I need to I need to just go with what I've got. And mm-hmm. so right now I'm in contract negotiations with Trevogar Square who I Ooh. feel is the top equine publisher in the world. Wonderful. And, um, wow. you know, so we're kind of going through the, the contract stuff right now, which right. can be a little hairy. But, uh, so what's the book going to be called, Lisa? Well, it's going to be If Your Horse Could Talk, A Practical Guide to Natural Horse Care. And right. essentially it, it's going to cover the basics of all the, the, the basics, you know, nutrition and hoof care and environment mm-hmm. and uh, seasonal considerations and horsemanship and really just to give people just a, a foundation and simple things that they can do to start changing the way that they're they're caring for and interacting with their horses. Oh gosh, really I can't needed wait for that That's book to come out. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I would like to just um, let our audience know that when this book does come out, Lisa will be back to share with us yeah, she about that. And, um, but what we're going to do now is just take a really short break. When we come back, we'd like to address something that was really important that happened recently, and it involved uh, it, it was the Purina Pet Food Recall. Uh, I'm sorry, Purina Horse Food Recall. And what was um, interesting about that is we took a little bit of a flack on, uh, just for announcing that so oh, <laughs> on boy. our site, which, um, yeah, we're going to step into and talk with Lisa and Kenny about that. So everybody, don't go away. We'll be right back. Time to take a walk down the path to happier and healthier pets. And while we're doing that, you get to listen to a few words from our sponsors. Naturally, Pet Talk Naturally. We'll be right back. Do you love your dog? Then you'll love feeding him mouth-watering, all-natural treats, lovingly handmade by a professional caterer who wanted the very best for her dogs. Make no mistake about it, these are not ordinary dog treats. These are doggy delights, like breakfast banana biscotti, honey bear peanut butter balls, yummy apple cinnamon mini cakes, and so much more. Your dog will howl in delight. And now you can get a scrumptious sample pack by going to dingersdogtreats.com. It's a $25 value, yours for just $9.95 through this special radio offer. That's D-I-N-G-E-R-S, dingersdogtreats.com. Every one of these gourmet doggy treats is handmade from the finest ingredients and taste tested on our own dogs. Your dog will love them. Get $25 worth of doggy delights now for just $9.95. Go to dingersdogtreats.com now. That's D-I-N-G-E-R-S, dingersdogtreats.com. Yum. 
Pick up something unique at a Bone to Pick dog boutique. A Bone to Pick has cool hip fashions for big and small dogs that will have their tails wagging in style. Cat products too. A-B-O-N-E-T-O-P-I-C-K.com. Check out our eco-friendly pet products and gifts for humans too. A-B-O-N-E-T-O-P-I-C-K.com. Get your pet's mouth watering monthly with our Gourmet Treat of the Month Club. And join a Bone to Pick's free birthday club for your puppy. A-B-O-N-E-T-O-P-I-C-K.com. Pick up something special for your best friend at a Bone to Pick. A-B-O-N-E-T-O-P-I-C-K.com. Get 10% off with coupon code PETLIFE. Pets can be a wonderful addition to your life. Keeping them healthy and happy is important. Pet Life Radio presents The Pet Doctor with veterinary media consultant and veterinarian Dr. Bernadine Cruz. Whether you have a dog, cat, reptile, or rabbit, you'll find answers for your pets straight from the vets. The Pet Doctor, on demand every week, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. We're back, but our nature walk has just begun. Now, back to Pet Talk Naturally with your hosts, Dr. Kim and Dr. Jeannie. Well, hello, I'm Kim Bloomer, together with Jeannie Thomason, and if you're just joining us, we are speaking today with Lisa Ross-Williams and Kenny Williams, and we're talking about Talking Horses with Talking Horse Ranch. They are the founders of this new um, educational ranch, teaching people all about holistic care for horses, and um, of course, Jeannie and I... uh, they were some of our first guests on the show, and we got to uh, learn all about their dreams. And now the dream has come to fruition, and it's really starting to evolve. And I know you guys have a lot in your plate. Lisa, as you, as you know, we had this um, Purina horse feed recall, and um, we, all we did on our site was announce it. And, uh, <laughs> boy, we got a lot of activity over that one. Well, you know, and it was a good go thing ahead. that you got- a very good thing that you guys announced it, though. It, it's something that people needed to hear about, and certainly Purina didn't do their job in getting the word out, and the, the FDA sure as heck didn't do their job. So I'm glad that you guys started that ball rolling. And yes, it was a little tense on your on your uh, <laughs> on, on the message, That's an understatement. on your site. But you know, as you guys know, I like that type of thing, so I quite enjoyed mm-hmm. it. <laughs> you did, and you actually, see, here's what I appreciated about you, Lisa, so much was your, you know, I react in passion, but you reacted with solid facts, and holding um, Perina's feet to, the, uh, f- uh, feet to the fire, so to speak, and of course, well, they didn't step in, and again, a lot of those comments got deleted in my utter frustration that uh, it was just like one Perina dealer after the other coming in, and I thought we were going to be having cheer Perina day on our site forever, and uh, but the, the point that the matter is what? What was the point about, uh, why was it so important for us to share that recall? Well, you know, un- unfortunately, um, there are a lot of people who use processed feeds by big feed companies. And due to the, all the billion-dollar marketing strategies that they've used, um, people get a little uh, loyal to perhaps uh, companies that they shouldn't be, uh, mm-hmm. thinking that they're getting the very best when you know, they're really just uneducated, um, right. really, what goes into processed feeds, whether, as you guys know, dog or cat feeds, or for the, the same thing. It's the same and, thing. It's exi- 
And, you know, this had to do with the, with the toxin uh, that they did find in the different feeds. And um, when I first heard about it, I went to the Purina site, and there was this little tiny, little tiny thing that you clicked on, and they made it sound like it wasn't a big deal. And, um, you know, certainly, as you guys know, as we started doing more research, we learned that it was a big deal. And actually, the Horse Journal, which is actually a very conventional-type publication that um, Eleanor Kellen, who is a veterinarian, is the uh, editor of, um, just came out with an amazing article, and she was quite upset with how the whole thing was handled. And it had to do with the aflox alpha toxins, which is um, produced by certain um, fungus or molds uh, that can be in different grains. And what people, you know, a lot of people said, oh, it's not that big of a deal. But it, it really is a big deal because as I'm reading this article in Horse Journal, for instance, they say that equine deaths have been reported after consuming feed with 114 parts per billion of this B1 toxin. And this is equivalent to one 325 milligram aspirin tablet dispersed in three tons of feed. Oh, my God. That's incredible. Oh my God. And, you know, by the time that the, the feed recall notices actually went out to the dealers, um, and again, it didn't go out to the public, it went out to the dealers. Some of these feeds had already been on the market for three months. Mm. Okay, so they, so they were, it sounds to me like they wanted to quietly let it, and the dealers know to remove it and then and, and hope, I guess, and that, that no horses got the sick. The response we got, Lisa, was that no horses were ever sick or died from it. Well, and then that's untrue because, of course, on the Natural Horse and Pet Care Yahoo group, we heard about that. And unfortunately, mm-hmm. a lot of people whose horses may have gotten sick did not put two and two together. They right. didn't realize that it was from the bad feeds, and because Purina did not put it out to the public, and that's my huge beef about it, yes. you know, they, they tried to keep it quiet. If they had put it out to the public early enough, then the people could have made an informed decision to quit feeding their horses that. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately, horses who died or became ill from this, it's very hard to track back to unless there was, um, you know, they did a full test if the horse had died, if they checked the liver and they checked the various body systems, nobody would know. And certainly the veterinarians are not going to come forward because a lot of them didn't even know about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you think maybe they were, they were afraid of, of what happened with the dog food recall? The, the, not, not just this, this most recent one, but I know a couple of years ago uh, when there was a, an aflatoxin poisoning going on. And that was huge. Everybody knew about it. And that's what started a lot of people thinking about going more natural with their pets. And well, I wonder if know, they, were, they were fearful that this might happen, and that's why they kept it quiet. Well, it's big business, you know, yeah. and those companies are in business to make money. And what was so, interesting to me, Lisa, was that it was mostly, it wasn't so much the horse owners that were coming and commenting as the dealers um, but, or people who had a vested interest in the product. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And you're right on. You know, of course they're the ones because they see, they're going to see their profits go down and, right. and you know, that's what irritates me so much. 
Yeah. What was sad to me was we had people saying, well, what do we feed our horses in place? You know, I had a few comments to that, and I thought, well, um, please just go to Lisa's and Kenny's website at www.naturalhorsetalk.com. You'll find out exactly how to feed your horses and what to feed them right there. And it was, it's sad to me that we have come to think that it's only processed foods that we can properly feed to our animals so that they get all their nutrition. Completely balanced and nutrition. <laughs> Completely yeah. balanced. Uh, and it's not, you know, but it's, it, you know, it goes back to educating. And you guys mm-hmm. are doing a great job about the dogs and the cats, and people are realizing that, you know, it's best to have control over what we are feeding. And when you're when you're feeding a processed food, you have absolutely no control whatsoever. So, yes, there are very simple alternatives that, you know, heck, it's even stuff you could eat yourself. Yeah. You know, and one more, you can, one more word about this, Lisa. I'm wondering if it would be also partly because this an entire generation of people have only been feeding processed foods because we know that processed foods for any animal hasn't been around for that long. You know, for right. dogs and cats, certainly maybe 100 years. And um, so I'm just wondering if it's that it's convenient for us without us even realizing necessarily that it's a a form of convenience. It's just what we're used to doing. I think it's convenience, and I also think, um, you know, certainly in the horse industry, um, that people think that equine nutrition, you've got to be a veterinarian or, or have a degree in animal science to be able to figure it out. And that's the biggest fallacy. It's simple. If you just know the basics, then, you know, you don't have to have these big degrees. In fact, the people with the big degrees are the ones, really, that are recommending the, the concentrated feeds. Exactly, so, yeah. You know, it's really just something, you know, if we can just empower the people and say, you are intelligent enough to make informed decisions. Mm-hmm. Let us help and you. Not, and, and not fear-based. You know, really the, the thing is to get people to just take one step forward, even if it's one baby step at a time, and, and then see the difference in what happens with their animals. I, I mean, I'm one of those people that didn't do a complete conversion, you know, overnight from conventional, you know, processed foods to uh, raw feeding. I was one of those that took a step at a time and got to where I am. And I think that that's something else we'd like to encourage people to do, at least take the first step. Absolutely, because once you take that first step, then you yourself feel empowered and you start to see the benefits. So, mm-hmm. yes, it's not something that you need to make the switch right away. It's, it's you know, just kind of practical information. So you guys are right on with that. And, and again, I guess with the, what it taught us a whole lot about the, how passionate people are about something. When it comes to their animals, people are very passionate. So rather than... Uh, fighting and arguing, it would be better just to present the information and allow people, like you say, Lisa, to make an informed decision about these things. But just the fact that we got the information out there, and even though Karina didn't like it, at least people were informed and they could decide from that point what they wanted to do with that. Right. And and it may, you know, they may not make the switch right away, but maybe in a year they'll mm-hmm. think back mm-hmm. and and something will pop in their brain, and and maybe at that point then they'll be ready to to make that switch from the from the big feed companies. Right. Well, in our remaining minutes, I'd like to also let everybody know, Lisa, that you're the assistant editor for Natural Horse Magazine and um, we're the former editor, senior editor for Equine Wellness Magazine. So I'm sure that, that is, um, that's a really wonderful magazine. Do you want to tell um, the audience about that a little bit? 
Natural oh, Horse? absolutely. Uh, Natural Horse Magazine, they have been really our counterparts in, in the print industry where we've been more about the, the audio industry. And uh, Randy Peters is the publisher. They've been going now for 10 years. And I think, um, boy, her integrity and her vision of truly giving people good information um, is right on. It's not a super, super fancy, dancy magazine that's, that's you know, has all the, this big advertising in it. It's really just a very down-to-earth, fantastic articles, and um, that's why I decided to come on board about four months ago to kind of give Randy a, a helping hand and, and see if we can't take it to the next level, and it's been fantastic. So their website is actually naturalhorse.com, and anybody who's listening, and they also have some articles about um, dogs and cats because most horse people also have dogs and cats, and it's just very down-to-earth, great information for a magazine. I like that. I think that yeah. that's um, where people are going to get the nuts and bolts. And really, while the magazine does need to be supported through advertising, people can get the true nitty-gritty information that they need to take those steps that we were just talking about. Lisa, what is on the horizon for you and Kenny at Talking Horse Ranch? Well, you know, we just want to bring as many people in here um, as students to get educated as well as bringing in um, the, the other types of experts, you know, whether it's, uh, for instance, we have a Reiki 1 equine Reiki training uh, coming up September 6th and 7th with Kathleen Prasad, who's the author of Animal Reiki. We've actually got a drum-making workshop with a master drum maker July 25th and 26th. Um, and we also have Dr. Ella Battelle, who you guys. I was going to say, I thought yeah. you had Ella Battelle coming on, but she's been our guest here too, and um, she's the one with spirits in transition. So you're going to talk hospice. We're going to talk hospice. That it's designed. Good. That clinic is designed to give people the tools to provide end of care for their companion animals, mm-hmm. which I think is is amazing um, it is. to empower people. Now, are you going to do um, hospice on for, for horses also? Because, you know, more and more people are thinking of their horses as a companion animal also. I think she's probably going to focus more on the cats and the dogs for this one. Mm-hmm. Um, it's certainly something that we would like to maybe have her expand on. Um, yeah. But I think it's a little more well-known at this point for for the dogs and the cats. So, um, But who knows? You know, that's something that we like to expand on. And, you know, us personally have not, we've not gone through that with a horse yet. Uh, knock on wood. And, I think. Uh, really? Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm, you know, that's going to be very difficult. But you but. have with your cat. You did with your cat not too long ago. What's interesting, Lisa, would you tell, or Lisa or Kenny, tell us about all the animals at Talking Horse Ranch, because it'd be Talking Animal Ranch. <laughs> <laughs> well, Kenny. Um, well, we have our, um, you know, since we moved here, I mean, we have, you know, our original six horses, and then we brought, you know, Simon the donkey. Um, <laughs> we also got a... a chicken her name is iris <laughs> and she she pretty much travels the whole property she does all of her bugging she's she's pretty much happy being the only chicken um Aww. you know and we have um you know our, our four cats um mm-hmm. you know that we originally had we also had a a stray cat show up you know when we got here and we realized she was pregnant um, so obviously she went on a natural diet. Um, originally she was going to be a barn cat, and then she moved to a porch cat, and then now she's had her babies in the library. 
So the library is actually a nursery at this point. <laughs> so she has her four kittens, and Aww. I tried to talk Lisa into keeping all four, but I, we're we're at two right now that we're going to keep. Okay, this is Talking Animal Ranch. I, I just you guys have to rename it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because um, you have dogs also, don't you? Yep, yep. We have our three dogs. We got Casey, um, Spirit, and Levi. Um, oh, great and name! I think and you, yeah, but don't you have? Um, um, yeah, you have your peacock. Well, we haven't gotten him yet. We, oh, we you haven't. To, we need to get ready for him. We we almost jumped too quickly into that. So we'd like to go in into things informed and educated. So we're doing some mm-hmm. research as to Good. how we can provide the very best environment for the peacocks. So. Yeah, Lisa Aww. hasn't gotten those three or four books that she's ordered on peacocks yet. <laughs> <laughs> See, but this, this is what I love about you guys. You do, yeah. do your homework before you bring the animal home, and that's something that, that has become a mantra. It's a mantra here with us, with Jeannie and I. Is, you know, please, please do your homework first. Go talk to people who have these animals, interact with them. You know, as in horse or dog shows, whatever you have to do to talk to the people who are working with these animals, or around these animals. Read everything you can, and then. Take leap because you know what? Be committed for life, and you guys are committed for life. Obviously, your kitty is with you all through your marriage. Oh yes, once once an animal comes to us and and becomes part of the family, they have a home for life. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think people usually give away their kids. Right. Uh, human kids. <laughs> exactly. Good point. You know, we we just keep them. They're they're part of their our homes and right. for their natural lives and hopefully me with natural care they last a long time just like our senior cat Nikki at 20 years old so mm-hmm. oh that was so awesome I love that story and Lisa you have that on your website now also don't you the story of Nikki and her passing uh, yes we do yes we do a beautiful beautiful cat so I hope everybody will visit their website at www.naturalhorsetalk.com and go out and visit this this um it, it's Talking Horse Ranch. Go out there. I, I have that on my to-do list. I really want to come out and hang out there, just, just absorb the vibes out there, I just, you know, hanging out with the horses and everything and just learning from you guys. And I hope that everybody will do that. Look for Lisa's book to come out this year. Kenny and Lisa, we are going to put you on the spot in closing and ask you guys what words of wisdom, the most important thing you'd like to impress upon the audience in closing. Hmm. Lisa, would you like to go first? No, nope, you go first. <laughs> um, I guess, the, I guess the, the most important thing is, is what people need to realize, and I go through this with the barefoot side of things all the time, is, is that going at a better approach and a more natural approach is not always the easiest way to do things mm-hmm. because you've got to be aware, you've got to take responsibility for what you're doing. And that goes with the diet, that goes with hoof care, that goes with dogs and cats and everything. It's not always the easiest thing to do, but we need to do right by these animals because we are their caretakers, and it's our responsibility to do the best we possibly can. Oh, thank you for saying that, Kenny. Mm-hmm. Appreciate that. And Lisa. Oh boy, I I guess that it is get educated, get educated by the the right um, people and the right resources. Um, nothing is out of grasp, and nobody can take knowledge away from you. Mm. Thank you so much. You guys are such a treasure to have, and we appreciate and applaud the work that you are doing out there to make things better for horses and a variety of animals. And um, we hope that everybody will support your work and visit the ranch. (laughs) In the spirit of love and truth, we hope you all have a tail wagging, hoof stomping, wing flapping, perfectly animal talking day. Pets and nature come together every week on Pet Talk Naturally with your hosts, 
Dr. Kim Bloomer and Dr. Jeannie Thomason. Learn how to care for your pets with all the wonderful natural elements that nature has to offer so your pets can live a happy, healthy, and harmonious life. Pet Talk Naturally, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Naturally.